Hey, everybody. Welcome in to Cancel This. Happy Monday, February 13th, day after the Super Bowl, the unofficial holiday of the United States of America. A lot of kids have school off today, believe it or not. You probably didn't even know that, Tabitha. I had absolutely no idea. They do. Idea. There, are some, there are schools that have days off the day after Super Bowl. Well, good. Really? Maybe my sons. Will... Well, my son's school, he goes to a private school, but they earned a ton of money. They went out and worked into the school projects, and they were able to take their day off. They pick, they get one day, the senior class, get pick off. Yeah. Those kids are half smart. <laughs> they do it the day after the Super Bowl. I could not disagree with that. What a terrific decision. That's just more idle time for little kids ding-dong ditching people. Oh, my God. There you go. Like they did me last night. High school hard. kids don't do that stupid crap. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I mean, not not junior, senior. They, no. That's, that's more like a that's a middle school thing. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's becoming rampant around the St. Charles Lizzie. County area. Lizzie, good morning. Lizzie says, many Lutheran schools off today as well. That's what you do. I, I'm telling you, a lot. There are it shock. It would shock you. Anyway, I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Scotty Gherkin here. Eric Johnson will be coming in momentarily and coming up in a, about eight fifteen. Sergeant Donnell Walters from the Ethical Society of Police in St. Louis talk about state takeover, um, some of the crime issues that are going on in St. Louis. Um, they actually support it. They support a state takeover of St. Louis City Police. Controversial subject. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that. It is the morning after the Super Bowl. We'll get into that. Plus, what the hell is going on? There are unidentified flying objects flying all over this country. And in the middle of it all, you have an inept administration not briefing us. Is it on purpose? Is it because they don't know what's going on? Um, Nonetheless, there are a lot of issues going on with that. Over the weekend, we also heard St. Louis City leaders say they hope to undo generations and decades of wrongs in St. Louis by using RAM settlement money. Uh, Bill Maher and his own audience going after Democrats. And listen, it's time you admit that there are some Democratic leaders that need to go to jail. (laughs) Um, We've got a ton of objects to talk about, and we'll get into all of that. First things first, coming out of the gate this morning, Tabitha, since you do not like sports, did you watch any of the Super Bowl? <laughs> I didn't watch any of the football. I watched part of the halftime show, if that's what you want to oh, call it. Oh, you did? Well, yeah, it's called a halftime show. Is it? Yeah. What? What? Come on. There's a was bunch of puffins dancing around. What you want? Yeah, you want to? What, what big was wrong? puffy? So, outfits. what was wrong with that? Did, did you like it? Uh, I don't care. I never have too much of a. Hyped up. Oh, my God, I can't wait for the halftime show. I mean, they danced. She, she had played I, her songs, and I recognized them, and um, the platforms were cool moving all around. There were like 200 dancers. I thought that was cool. I didn't care. I didn't have expectations. I don't have expectations because I could care less. But at the same time, I don't understand why they can't put on a good show. I, I, you know, I was looking for Why wasn't comments. it good? Because I, I didn't see anyone that thought it was good. You couldn't understand anything she was I saying. I did. Did you really? Yes. Well, then you're probably the only person. No, I was sitting right and next to me. Ridiculous outfits. There were two women. They, they liked it. They they looked like um, the Goodyear Goodyear guy with the little. So you get it's it's art. The little marshmallow guy. It's art. They got to. Hey, it beat the hell out of the demonic Grammys deal. Yes, you know it what did. I was doing. <laughs> yes, it did. Sleeping. Well, yeah, of course you, you were. were. <laughs> and you know why you were sleeping, Scotty? We know why. We'll tell everybody why because you rocked the house Saturday night. I, uh, based, as you know, we uh, broadcast out of the St. Louis, Missouri area. We're a national show, big audience throughout the St. Louis metro, though. 
Um, Diamond Music Hall in the St. Charles area at capacity Saturday night. I'm sorry I was sick. I wish I could have been there, but we have video. Scott, can you please play the video? I sent you video of yourself singing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> With Modern Day Zero. Uh, it was sold out, right? First of all, could you give us a, an update in regards to... Yeah, it ended up selling out uh, the day before that Friday. And it turned into like a cluster because pe- there was people that showed up yesterday or Saturday that wanted to come in. And they're like, well, we didn't know we had to buy tickets. Like, we've been posting this for a month. Like, you have to buy tickets. See, people texting you like 10 minutes before. Like, can you get me in? I'm like... No, my hands are tight. Like, they're at capacity. They're, they won't do anything, um, which was awesome. We, we couldn't, you know, we did not expect that at all. Yeah, and you were we, sick all week. You made it. What was the secret remedy, if anybody? Uh, uh, adrenaline and alcohol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I could say. I was, I was rough even, well, you heard me Friday, and then Saturday yeah. was, like, not really that much better, and we did sound check, and... I just I had bought one of those steamers where you put your face over it yeah. and steam and all that stuff. So yeah. Can we can we play a clip when you get a chance to yeah, pop it's, that it's up? It's up here. I can play. I don't know I what just this wanna, clip is, but I I, guess it's we'll a little it's out. a clip of you singing that was sent to me from Saturday night. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Scott Gherkin, lead singer, modern day zero. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, that was yeah. that was that was pretty painless. That, that was, was nice. Painless. People get it. You've got some pipes on you, my friend. Oh gosh, I, I'm feeling it today. Ooh, I can tell. But you made it through, which is great. Yeah, was thank it going to be a, a mass super spreader event? You know what? It probably was. Who knows? There was a lot of people that were you know that had funny. colds and stuff. Yeah, but they don't even get that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's not right. even. Oh gosh, that's not even funny. Have a sense of humor. Well, I had to te- I had to test last week to make sure that I, I wasn't going to be the super spreader. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. So it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Kevin from Strategic Air Services sent me the video. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, Lizzie, <laughs> part of our team on social media aspect. Of course, she's loving it as well and she got it out there so we got a lot to get into today we'll continue to do this by the way as you know you can always get all of our original content at cancel the show.com cancel the show.com share the show like it uh let people know what's going on big we had big 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 response from friday's show with uh paranormal superstar george nori um i was asked about it all weekend oh my god how'd you guys get george somebody said does george have a podcast i was like he has a national radio show, okay? You can catch him. Go to the podcast. If you didn't see George Norrie's interview, check it out. Uh, share it as well. But uh, he to- he had a blast. He texted back, said that he would come back on with us, which awesome. is fantastic. Those are the happy stories. The tough stories that we have. And by the way, housekeeping notes, Governor Parson predicted a 35-31 Chiefs victory on this show last week. Chiefs ended up winning by three. Was it 38-35? I believe so. He was in the neighborhood. That's pretty close. Last minute field Governor's goal Governor's been pretty close with his Chiefs. So that means the state of Missouri went. I, what did what did we win, state of Missouri? I Are you know. asking me? I don't have Yeah, he said it. They, they had some sort of bet. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's Red Kingdom, Chiefs Kingdom. Chiefs get it done. Lots of listeners in the St. Louis area, Missouri area, pulling for the Chiefs. Uh, I haven't looked at all the Parsons all the, or the uh, – the uh, listeners all the way down. I'm not sure we have a ton of Eagles fans, but I don't know. I was sit- There was a few Eagles fans who were pissed off last night, that's for sure, at the party that I was in. Um, 
So with that being said, Eric Johnson will be here shortly, but we're going to go ahead and start because we have our man, Sergeant Donald Walters, getting in a little early this morning from the Ethical Society Police. We've got him locked and loaded in studio to come in and talk to us about some serious issues. Donald, welcome to the Cancel This Studios this morning. Scotty, are we ready to pull him up before I take him full? I didn't check with you first. We got him. All right, there he is. Uh, (laughs) Handsome fella. I wanted to make sure. Hey, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You, you don't like the Super Bowl. You don't like football. You didn't watch it either, did you? Like to? Oh uh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pennsylvania governor is going to be flying the Chiefs flag in their state capital. Oh, so okay. that'll be pretty good. They should put a big picture of Patrick Mahomes on it as well, uh, because the guy is absolutely amazing. Uh, do you like the Super Bowl? Like the halftime show? Did you actually, get into? It? Um, I did enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, it was actually a well played game. You know, both teams gave. You know hard out um kind of predicted Jalen Hurt was going to go far yeah and he did yeah know, he looked I, good with the Eagles he looked good he did you know that one fumble yeah that was bad Super Bowl. I liked a lot of the um I put the Chiefs back in the game it did but it the best did. part about that was is that M-I-Z-Z-O-U Nick Bolton Mizzou hey. linebacker returned it for a touchdown. That is true. I need to find out if a Missouri player's ever had a touchdown in the <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Um, so we appreciate you jumping in for more of a, a serious topic. There's a lot of things going on in the city of St. Louis. Yes. Um, there's a lot of issues when it comes to safety, and there's a variety of reasons for it. You live it. You're yeah. there. Um, you've been a member of the police department for a long time. And as you answer the questions that we have, too, uh, if you just lean into that mic. Okay. Oh, oh, listen oh. to those pipes. Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds great. We wanted, we wanted to bring you in to talk about this whole issue of a state takeover yes. in the city of St. Louis. First of all, if you could tell us what the Ethical Society of Police is and what you guys try to do. Um, the Ethical Society of Police has been around since 1972. And it is it started off mostly minority-based um, with mostly minority officers. And we've grown. We now have more than just minority police officers. We represent we represent everyone who believes in holding those in law enforcement accountable for their actions. You know, I've spoken um, about um, George Floyd's case. Um, Breonna Taylor here recently, the um, five individuals down in Memphis, mm-hmm. you know, so we speak out quite often against um, injustice. We speak out on, you know, just the injustices that we have and we see, especially when it involves minorities. Um, my organization, we work a lot in the community, working with as far as like giving away book bags, filled with supplies um, around the school year and just different things. So, Tabitha, we've talked about it several times. It gives you an idea of what you guys do. It's easy for people in St. Louis County St. Charles County, who are white, who don't live in the city of St. Louis, to say, oh, there needs to be a state takeover. There's problems down there. We think it's a little bit different when you have somebody who looks like you, an African-American police officer saying, wait a second, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys support some sort of state takeover. Is that correct? Yes, we do. Um, We originally, we never really, the organization was never really for local control. Um, It was a lot of things involved in local control that we pretty much um, 
I guess you can kind of say we knew was going to happen, and and we're seeing it happen now. It's becoming more political than actually support of law enforcement. Um, with the with the state being involved, it's checks and balances. It, it really mm-hmm. is. It's about having checks and balances. And now that I've been really um, in the forefront, I guess you can say, um, back then I was just, I've been with the police department for 20 years, so I wasn't as connected with a lot of things as I am now. And I feel that the organization working with um, some of our senators can possibly get policy in place that will protect the community. Mm -hmm. You know, it's things that we can get written in the state control and working with um, the different senators and some of the state reps. And I know... The organization took a lot of backlash because they, it was the fact that, I guess you could say, here I am, a black man and standing tall with how dare you a Republican, you know? And it was, I'm, I'm more of a person that says my political, uh, I guess, affiliations is a word to use. You mean you're not a Republican? <laughs> Actually, I'm not a, you know, I, I've now that I've really gotten into a lot of the politics and there's different things, there's viewpoints on both sides that I can completely understand. You know, like a lot of people screamed and hollered, oh, the they're going to take over. But Republican Party is all about local government. So it's kind of like when you do your homework, you'll see that. It's kind of like we're going, we kind of went to the other side that's kind of saying, hey, no, we want you to stay in local government, but they're understanding our need. It's, mm-hmm. I've said it's not about protecting the profession. It's about protecting the people in the profession. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to do. It's, it's officers. It's men and women. You know, we had two individuals, um, two officers chase down a car of an armed suspect. He gets out. He shoots both officers. One officer, we're still working on confirming that it's actually his second shooting. He's actually a cousin of Ben Rossenberger, and guess what his name is? So he actually was shot and uh, believed that he chased the guy down and caught him. (laughs) And then he announces, hey, got one in custody. Oh, by the way, I'm shot. So it's a lot of men and women that don the badge they go out here every day and do this job, you know, and sometimes it's we didn't get in this job for pay, but we did get in the job to be paid, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah. But Donnell, who is going to pay for the state coming in and taking control of the city? The city's talking about using their money for reparations. So so if they're using their money for this, they're obviously not paying to take care of crime. So who is it? Is it us, the taxpayers? They're going to pay to straighten out the St. Louis City crime. And trust me, I I am 100% supportive of police officers, all police officers. But unfortunately, we have Kim Gardner, who is not supportive of police officers. You know, we have a mayor who would rather take the the funds and and pay the people than the police officers. We're, what, 300 police officers short right now? Um, We're roughly, yeah, it's roughly about... And And because the SLMPD and because you all are supportive of the state taking over, I will be supportive 
of it as well. But I want to know who's paying for it. Well, a lot of the the budgets before it was, you know, we got to think back in 2012 when the move was spearheaded, I guess you could say. Like a lot of individuals say the senators and state reps that backed the bill originally, they I sat in the hearing and they were each asked, do you live in St. Louis? Do you live in St. Louis? Why are you concerned about what's going on in St. Louis? However, in 2012, when it started, it went to a statewide vote. So back then, we were asking for everyone to vote. But now we're saying, no, we don't want your vote. You know, and again, like I said, I took a lot of backlash because I did stand with um, the senator on this. And they really... Which senator was that? You, uh, you know, that's you gotta right. forgive me. It's that's been right. a long day. <laughs> no, I, I'm curious. I, um, even, I didn't know. Nick Shore. Okay. Nick Shore. Oh yeah, Nick. <laughs> it's been a. Trust me, I had a. I got a call out last night, so operating on a little, little bit of thirty minutes of sleep. I got you. Um, <laughs> but Nick Shore had him and I talked. He called me to the table to help bring this to light. And the thing is, as uh, Senator Lane Roberts puts it. We're Missourians. We're Missourians. <laughs> and what happens in St. Louis kind of does affect mm-hmm. the entire state. It does. You and, know. and the country's watching, too, what's happening yes. here. I mean, all the cities around there, Nashville, Chicago, Indianapolis, to see what's going to happen as well. Yes. This is my wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. Okay. St. Louis, Missouri used to be one of the best cities in the country. Used to be. I don't know who the, the Democratic mayors were or the Republican aldermen were, but they handled business around here. They filled potholes. They took care of their pro franchises. And then all of a sudden, uh, a couple decades ago, it started going downhill real bad. My, my thing is this. The crime in St. Louis is unbelievable. I mean, it's like our news crews here, two, four, and five, they don't report on it like Eric, they should. did you see what happened over the weekend, too? What's that? There was a group, the, of, there were, no, there was a group of people after coming out of an establishment hanging out their cars, and they were attacked by two robbers. But that's why it happened, because they were hanging out at their cars. And the city and you one get was, your car, it was you on wa- But it was on Washington. <laughs> I think it was Washington and 11th. Did you 15th. hear about 15th. Of Washington 15. And that's a very common area for that's, crime. That was my point. It, it's a party area. So not to interrupt you, Eric, I was adding no. to your point you're making. Well, it's it's just it's <laughs> fascinating because I always wonder how embarrassed Tashara Jones is. How embarrassed Kim Gardner is. I know that she's not. You're because, not. <laughs> because she works with these socialists. Um, it, the only solution that we have is, is exactly what you're saying. There has to be, in government, there always has to be a check and a balance, in my opinion. You said it exactly right. In government, you have to have someone say, you're not prosecuting cases, and in doing so, there's so much crime that you we can't make investments into this place. It's like this domino effect. Um, my question to you is, how did you get how did you get so did what was the day that you looked at St. Louis and go, I'm done with this? We have to get the governor and we gotta get the good people of the state Great of Missouri question. to come in here and take over this this garbage. Um like I said, I, I became the president of the organization roughly about two years ago. I'm actually um, about to run for a second term. And when I came in, it, it's I guess it's almost like when someone takes over something, you, you kind of get through all of the business of the organization. Mm-hmm. Then you start 
looking at how can I solve the problem? How can I be a give suggestions to the problem? So I've been living in the city of St. Louis for 52 years. Well, it'll be 52 March the 6th. Um, yeah. I've always been a city resident. I, I grew up in, um, I guess you could fair. say, the western area of St. Nice. Louis, yeah. Cook and Whittier. Yep. Um, and so I know the city. You're right. It did take a change. It did take a turn. You know, at some point, people were forgot about. This is all I'm standing for is people. They were forgot about. Mm-hmm. You know, we have um, our forestry workers. They work hard. We have our refuse piece workers. They work hard. We have civilian employees because I represent civilian employees that work for the police department, park rangers, as well as the city marshals. And they all work hard. They, they, they work very hard. They have families. They, they want their kids to go to school. But yet we have to sit back and watch a bill in less than three weeks become created mm-hmm. and I believe pretty much about to be signed to give the older persons a $30,000 raise. It's like, and the reason being is because, oh, they're going to cut down the area and they'll have more constituents. But here's the thing about being an elected official, and nothing against our elected officials, but I can get elected into a position and do nothing for four years, Mm -hmm. absolutely, positively nothing. Yeah. And the only persons I have to answer to is the constituents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I ignore their phone calls, ignore their emails, and they see me when I see me, yeah. then next four years, hey, I done got paid for four years. How do the people down in St. Louis, I always wonder about this. We hear about the crime, and we hear about the cops, and we hear about, you know, uh, the not letting these, just kind of recycling these criminals through our system. How does the 80-year-old woman who lives down there feel that they, every single night she's got to board up her windows, she's got to lock her doors, her kids might not come home that night? How do they feel? I always wonder that. It's like we never hear about them. Do they? Are they like, oh, no, we love Tashara. We love what's going on with our crime system. Well, you know what? I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, being a sergeant in the 6th District, yeah. I feel those phone calls. Yeah. I feel those I feel the phone call field the phone calls when they're calling and saying, Hey, can I just get a patrol car to drive down the street? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to tell them, right now, ma'am, sir, I got I don't have a car to send down the street right, right now. Right. That hurts because that's someone's auntie. Right. That's someone's grandmother. Isn't that that's the story? Don't you, think, don't you think that a Channel 2, 4, and 5 should cover that story? Every time there's a shooting down there, shouldn't you t- pull away from the actual event and go, let's go talk to uh, Carol down here and see how it was in, in, and, and start to tell the story of the, the victims who are close to these crimes? And maybe that will start to move the needle a little bit. Because I, I, I swear to God, I think Tashara and Kim Garner, <clears throat> they don't care. Because they are kind of uh, desensitized by that whole environment down there. And they just, they, they don't even know how to fix the, the problem. I think the whole platform on the defund the police, it, it's, we've heard it. 
Was Michael Brown a bad idea, getting so involved in that Michael Brown thing? The Ferguson thing, did that ultimately what took down St. Louis, you think? No. You don't I, think I, so? I don't. I yeah, don't I think just, so. It feels so like that was the beginning, man, I think to me. what that was, that was a wake-up call for the world. Mm -hmm. It was a wake-up call for the world. Yeah, but it was based on a lie. It, Remember that? I mean, that's the problem, they, is that this, Dar this Darren Wilson cat, who basically, like you said, he comes to work. And he's just doing his job. He might be even eating a bologna sandwich in his But that cruiser. was in the county. And yeah. Hold on, Vic. Because it was in the St. Louis region. It was all over. I mean, it was it, it happened in St. Louis, St. Charles. It was all over the place here. And wasn't it an opportunity politically for that weird voice to kind of take a foothold in our backyard? And then we kind of came the... the I, uh, sent the centralized position of kind of this BLM movement, of the media kind of siding with them. I mean, and it was all based on a lie, basically. I mean, if that wouldn't have happened, would we be in this position right now, you think? I still say, you know, I, I here's the thing with Ferguson, Mike Brown, and that's it, the situation. I, I've said this before. I wasn't there, you know, and we only had one side of the story. And well, the Obama administration came in and said, and quietly under the cloak of darkness said, yeah, this wasn't Darren Wilson's fault, actually. We did all the research, and he's completely exonerated. Anyway, let's go back to rioting now. Yeah. <laughs> How about we just go back to other topics altogether, Eric? What was the... I, I lived in St. Louis City. I'm probably the only person here who actually lived in St. Louis City for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I, my family still owns property in St. Louis City. I definitely understand the problems of the city, which are very unique. But what, what concerns me is is that crime does spread out. It, it starts in the city. It, it comes out to the county and it, because eventually people in the city smarten up. They stop leaving things in their cars. You know, they stop leaving guns in their cars. It, they start coming out to the county where there's easier victims and so on. But having the state come in, I, I was against the state taking over in the city because I think the city needs to take care of their own problems. They, they, the... Mayor, the elected officials, Kim Gardner, they're the reasons why we're having these problems because they're not prosecuting, they're not prosecuting mm. these cases. We have to have these multi-agency task force prosecute these violent offenders federally to actually get anything done. So because the police support it, I'm going to support it. But what is it actually going to look like? Are we going to see state police patrolling the, the streets are they going to be responding to these 911 calls that no one else can respond to? You know, we're hearing these stories, and, and I know you know. I have so many friends who are St. Louis City police officers who are such wonderful people. Everybody's there for the right reasons. But, you, you know, 911 calls are going out. The, the people on the other end of the line are hearing, hey, we can't respond because guess what? We don't have any officers. It might be an hour. Yes, somebody's breaking into your house, but it's going to be an hour before we get there. If anyone even answers 911. So what is it going to look like when the state takes over? How is that going to change? I mean, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to honestly do a rebuild. You know, it, it's mainly um, a lot of the, I guess you could say, a lot of the budget without having the books or looking at the books. We we see that a lot of things have been cut, like you know, um, repairing our vehicles. You know, I I had a state rep really grilled me because I spoke about the vehicles being down. Well, the garage, our fleet service garage, which is some awesome, hardworking mechanics, 
they went from dealing with just police cars to the city's vehicles plus ambulances. So now their workload has tripled, but not their pay. Exactly. And not the stat, the size. Exactly. So under the state control, it gives us the checks and balances that we talk about. So now you have a police board, which the mayor will still be on that board. It's just the whole um, controlling of our budget. So that way we can recruit board. I was a recruiter for the police department for five years. We can get out here. We can recruit. Um, we have an issue right now. My organization has a lawsuit in with the city because I have been a sergeant for five years. I was eligible to test to become a lieutenant almost three years ago. And they won't give us our promotional exams on time. So that's one of the issues with retention. Because now you're looking at the fact I'm going to be a sergeant for the next, for the rest of my career, but I had ambitions of possibly becoming a chief. Yeah. You know, that was my ambitions. Hey, was I going to probably reach that? I don't know. But there was still a goal in mind. There was still some, some light at the end of the tunnel. And then with the new officers coming on, they're seeing that, hey, I can go work in this unit or this unit or this unit. But now with the decreasing number of officers – that decreases some of these units. Some of these units were actually proactive on the street. I was part of the SWAT team and our mobile reserve many moons ago where we went out on the street and we apprehended those with the violent felonies, which allowed the district officers to do more of the community policing, which they knew their neighborhoods, they knew the individuals. Right now they're running from call to call to call to where you barely get to know a person's name. You barely get to interact right. with anyone because you're hopping from call to call. What is this um, Cure Violence program? Have you ever heard of that? An alderman comes up and talks about this Cure Violence program in St. Louis. We've he I've heard about it. Um, actually, what it does or what has it done, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you. It's done nothing. I mean, I'm reading the article. Oh, okay. Right I, I, like I said, I, I've heard about it. Um, there's been quite a few things out there, and the biggest thing with me is the citizens who work for the city of St. Louis. Like I said, we, we look at the fact that those that do not like the profession, however, I've done nothing to anybody, so why dislike me? Yeah. Because I'm employed as yeah. a police officer. It, yeah. But that's that goes back to what I'm talking about. And I'll, I'm always trying to find these because we got people on our on our chat line that keep talking right now. But uh, I always try to find the root causes of what's going on in our community, and you have to fix those things first logically before you can fix anything else. And I think logically, that was a Lida Cruzan program is this cure violence thing. I talk to everybody. I like if I was the CEO of St. Louis, not the mayor. But like the CEO talking to the board of directors in St. Louis, the first thing you do, how we fix crime. That's the first thing a CEO what? asks when they walk in the boardroom. I can't get business development here. I can't get um, any more uh, sports teams here. I need to figure out how do we fix this crime thing. I don't care about anything else. How do you do that? And I think that, tell me if I'm wrong, shock and awe, more cops 
we ask what we 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 dismantle these uh, the gangs that are doing this. We if you commit a crime, we catch you. You go to jail for a quite a long time. The deterrent effect on that would be, I think, would be good. We start to clean up these streets. We get the trash removed. Am, am I wrong? Because every time I talk to the, our leadership from St. Louis, they always look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, uh, no, you have cops go in there and you clean up the streets. It, it's in, you, you hit it on, you hit it the nail on the head when you said deterrent. Mm-hmm. There's no crime prevention program that is 100% effective. If there was, no crime will be in the country, if not the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's about deterrence. Crime is about opportunity. It's about opportunity. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest. That's what crime is about. It's about opportunity. And when you have more officers working the streets, it's not, as they would say, oh, more officers won't stop crime. No, it deters crime. Mm-hmm. Because now the, the criminal element will go to areas that it's less crime. Right. I mean, let's look at the fact, why do we have more meth labs in rural Missouri than the city of St. Louis? Because they're, on the, they're in areas that's back into the woods that right. they know you're not going to have your average person just driving down the street. And, oh, you know, it, it's, it's that opportunity to do the wrong. Right. And if you reduce the opportunity to do the wrong, then sometimes that criminal element will move elsewhere. Yeah. So when you have a greater opportunity to commit these crimes, you know, it's like, let's look kids. If you leave your kids home longer than the, hey, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Yeah. They're going to look at the quads. 45 minutes, one hour. They're going to go, hey, we can get into something. Yeah. And we can do, you know, whatever because there's no one here supervising us. So when it comes to a police departments and police forces, it's more about deterring. It's more like you said, you drive down the street and you see them on the corner. It's like, wait a minute. Why do you think during baseball games, <clears throat> officers are the ones directing traffic? What, 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 why do you think? Because guess what? Some people are so face down in their phone, they're crossing against the light. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> to prevent that person from being hit, there's that police officer blowing the whistle, yeah. stopping traffic to let everybody just walk and move freely. Right. It's, it's about crime deterrence mm-hmm. is really what it's about. And you're right. And then when we catch them and they're doing wrong or they've done wrong, now we expect them to be held to the, you know, held their feet to the fire. They should be prosecuted. Yeah. Because our job is to investigate, locate, and then incarcerate. Yeah. And what I mean by incarcerate, I'm not saying, oh, we're the ones that's, you know, judge, jury, execution. I'm just saying, now we're saying, okay, now we're going to detain you. You're going to go to court. And now you got to deal with the courts. Yeah. But – when they're getting right back out, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I just caught you yesterday. And, and that's and it's what even we're worse because that record now has held them down to get a job, to get into the military. So now they've been released from this incarceration, this program, and they have they've they've now not gone to court. They have a warrant for their arrest. So it's this big ball of wax. 
that they just can't seem to get out of the St. St. Louis, at least, and all these <laughs> metropolitan areas. Um, have you ever talked to um, to Shara? Have you sat down and said, "Hey, what are you doing? What's going on here?" Um, we when um, believe you know, I always put this out there. I've never had a issue with uh, Mayor Jones. We endorsed her. We as an organization endorsed her. You know, we were hoping to have this working relationship, open lines of communication, and it's agree to disagree. It's like, I mean, I'm seeing here, you guys don't agree on everything. You agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but you don't just say, okay, I'm done talking to you. You don't get, you don't start just browbassing each other you know, in social media. The agree to disagree, though, thing, it only works if you have this line of crime here. And whatever you're agreeing to disagree, the execution brings that 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 crime right. down. That's the only way that works. You see what I mean? And I get that, you know, and it, but you got to first establish that relationship. And yeah, we don't have years. We got days. <laughs> I know. You know? And, and the thing is, back then, that, that was the deal, to try to establish a relationship mm-hmm. so that we could be included you know it's just like with my organization we've always just wanted to be at the table to help make sure that everyone is represented equally i was just going to ask you that i i know that you mentioned the ethical society of police was established in 1972 yes is that correct and i know the reasons for establishing it back then were probably very different than than its goals today because times have changed quite a bit in some ways and maybe not in some other ways so a lot of people, when we talked about you last week, you know, I myself question it. A lot of people on the comment line have questioned it. Why do we need an ethical society of police if we have a police union and we have a citizen review board? So can you explain to us what the ethical society of police does and why it's so necessary in St. Louis City? Well, we, we're, we, like I said earlier, you know, it's keeping that balance. It's keeping that balance to ensure that, yes, we are, we represent you know, all races, you know, sexual orientations, you know, genders. It's keeping that balance. It's it sometimes, yeah, it, if you have anything, it depends on who's in office, it can go one way or the other. So we're kind of that, we're going to keep you in balance. We're, we're going to hold you accountable. We're not just rolling with a police officer because he's a police officer. Yeah. Because, again, the five individuals in Memphis, they were all black. You know, and I'm, here I am going, I can't just go, oh, but, you know, they're police officers. So what they did, he was resisting. He didn't have, a, you know, all Correct. of this. It's like, no, I'm a defensive tactics instructor. Five, one, do the math. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am a firearms instructor. You know, when we look at certain things, it's like, oh, he dropped my, I dropped, he had my taser, taser, gun. It, it's, it's. Those type of things that I bring out or the organization speaks out against, opposed to just saying, hey, this is a police officer and this was the situation. No, we look at what else could be done. I am that person to say this could have been done. This could have been done. Breonna Taylor's case, prime example. The officers went there. They said it was a high, um, it was a a no-knock warrant. Correct. The no-knock warrant wasn't the issue. If it's a no-knock warrant, you bring in the SWAT team because you're saying the person on the other end, other side of that door is dangerous. So what we do now is 
we breach the door, and we do what's called a call-out. And everybody comes out, put them in handcuffs, they go in safely. These individuals, I don't know what their motive was just to cowboy in a door. What do you expect at night? That was, you know, that was a really strange situation because allegedly, and you probably know a lot more about this than I do, allegedly it was a no-knock warrant, but they were scared that Brianna was there by herself, so they did knock, and that gave them, I guess, time to be prepared, and allegedly her boyfriend thought, well, it's not really the police, it's someone else, and that's why he had his weapon out. Now, that's what I've heard from my police friends. I don't know if that's true. It's, again, being on the SWAT team and knowing what happens when we breach a door, when someone is asleep, if if you guys were asleep at 1 in the morning and I bang on the door of police, honestly, when you wake up out your sleep, are you going, oh, okay, let me go, it's the police, or are you going to go, why is the police at my door? Why are they here? And the suspect that they were there for was already incarcerated on another unrelated charge. So now you're at a house that you're saying we saw the suspect at this house and he wasn't there. So that's what our organization looks into. We look into those things and we speak out about that. It's saying, hey, (laughs) there's other ways you could have done this because it does make the job hard. It does make it difficult. But couldn't you do that as part of the regular police union or would you not have the right to to speak out in the way that you do? Oh, good question. You know, a lot of that is, you know, um, in the past, I will say this, in the past, the um, three organizations, because we also have a leadership organization which represents the sergeants and above, they never really saw eye to eye. They they never really matter. said uh, at the you know table. What, you know what I'm saying? Every no, time, I get that. I think we're getting to that point right now where nothing it matters anymore. Yeah, but I don't care that the union doesn't care the, about, the, you know, Lida Cruson or Tashar or what. It just doesn't matter. We got to fix the numbers of people getting shot and we got to fix the numbers of people getting broken into. And we got in this union better shake hands with this union or Governor Parson come in here and take over everything. And, and that's and what we're pa- doing now. We're you know working, what I'm saying? Yeah, we're working it's, together now. You know, again. I love you. you're, you're my favorite person I think I've ever met. Seriously, because because <laughs> you have this challenge. You don't want to sound like a Republican but it's like you're you're talking through the filter of what Republicans have been not Republicans just just people who have like crime meet overwhelming police force. Yeah. Well, it's not, political. and that's what have, has to happen. It's not a political yeah. thing exactly. Right. It, it's, it's just like man, if you got to make an omelet, break an egg. And, and I, and <laughs> I know? get that. And, Instead and again, of looking at the eggs, break the damn egg, cook it up, and make an omelet. Yeah. And that's what but we you know, not doing. everybody likes omelets. That's true. So that's that true. means you gotta have. You gotta have a variety of eggs, yeah. you know. And to case and to your um, the response to your question is like, again, it's there's still always that group of individuals on both sides that feel, oh, we should be doing this mm-hmm. instead of this. No, we don't need to say this instead of this. Well, then you have to so ask we, the rhetorical question. Fantastic. How is that going to help this? You know what I mean? I it's, get you. It's like if there's pothole problems in St. Louis mm-hmm. and you're not talking about asphalt and, and uh, pothole trucks with crews and you're talking about reparations instead, no. How do the potholes get fixed? Period. And, you know? and a lot of things on that end, it mm-hmm. does re- it does um, require our citizens speaking up and speaking out. It does. It's, it's giving them back their voice. 
yeah. and letting them know, hey, so we are more, like I said, we're we're an organization that I like to say we try to bridge the gap between the community and positive policing. And it sounds like you're taking the politics out of it. You know, I, I've known a couple of the St. Louis City Police Chiefs fairly well. And I know that when you get to the top, it's all politics. It's all politics. Mm-hmm. You know, you you cannot, even if you have a rational answer, you can't really relay that. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like what you guys are doing is saying, okay, put the politics aside. I'm going to support what I feel is best for the community. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It That's exactly what it is. It's what's best for the community. It's what's best for the citizens of St. Louis. It's, ve- it's what's best for our neighboring counties and visitors. It's what's best for those people. <clears throat> Again, it's a people. It's what's best for the people and not so much an agenda. Well, before we let you out here, I did have a question. You've talked about what you are as a group, as a society, what you feel would be best for St. Louis. What is the chance of this actually happening in the city of St. Louis? Um, right now, we are very, we're, we're thinking very positive that it's going to happen. Um, we do, it's like we had the house um I believe we're still waiting on the House vote. I and think then it went there's through. this. Didn't it go through? I, I think it went through the House. Yeah, it yeah. did. So now we got to, you know, with the Senate is next. So it, it's going back up to Jeff City. It's going back and letting them know, um, like I said, being the voice for so many. I have so many officers that just said thank you. And that means a lot. Wow. That's That means a lot. And I mean, that's. <laughs> All officers, despite, you know, the color of their skin. I've had, see, there's been some citizens that said, hey, you guys were much better under state control. Amen. You know, because they saw more police officers. They didn't see this decrease, per se. We were able to actually do our jobs. No, we didn't get along with um, Jennifer Joyce. There was no, like— Great kumbaya moment with our former. She was the city circuit attorney before Kim Gardner. Oh, that's right. I yeah. remember her. Now, how yeah. many how many people are on Kim Gardner's exclusion list these days? Last time, I, last time I counted, it was about 95. I have no clue. And so these are officers who are out working, probably <laughs> yes. some of them on your ethical society, who yes. are out working, doing their job. But if they make an arrest, their case is never going to be heard in a court because she doesn't consider them competent, despite the fact that the SLMPD has never, has never cited them for anything. You know what? She makes a great point. Um, Kim Garner is destroying communities. How do the communities revote her back in when she, they know that she's the A serious question. How in the world do the people who are the victims of the crimes and how do the corporations who have all the money that can throw money around down there, there are not many corporations left, but how does she win Re-election. I don't get that. I, your, I, your communities are super unsafe. Revote for Kim Gardner. I don't even know how you make a, a, a political ad campaign again, out of that. 
you know, because Vic says Vic says I'm out of my mind if if I if I think Kim Gardner is going to get booted out of office and someone who is competent can come She'll in. She'll be reelected again. I know. I, does saying, that even? No, but I, I'm not saying that in a disgusted manner. I'm saying no, that you in are an saying that in a disgusted manner, manner because I spend so many time on the streets with all the groups that do actually vote. Yes, and voter in. You're and the that, coach of a, you're a coach of a one win and fifteen loss football team. <laughs> yet you're going to get another ten year contract to coach hey, this it, team. It's, 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 they kid it right on the nose. It's, Isn't it's, that weird? That's, those are the groups that come out and vote that support her. You know, it's all about the support base. It's all and that's about only the, what twenty four percent of St. Louis residents actually vote. Something like that, like I said, which is the numbers, unbelievable. The no, numbers—it was, 20, was twenty-eight percent in the last election for mayor, but everybody already knew. I can't remember what it was for Kim, but for Tashar, it was that. But you know, you guys deal more directly with Kim Gardner than you do Tashar Jones on a yes. daily basis. We've had you for a ton of time. We appreciate it. Oh no problem. Would you come back sometime? Keep Please. us posted. Sure. I mean, yeah. you're no, you're a great guest, and people yeah. love you. Oh well, uh, thank they, you. They I do our. Our our Democratic listeners think you're crazy. Think that <laughs> there's no way in hell this is going to happen. Uh, I don't know. It got pretty far. The conservatives yeah. love what you're saying. Uh, stay strong. Stay the course. And people are saying, remember, go and contact your senators. It's your state senators at this point in time. Oh yeah, we're, because we're, the Missouri House has already pushed that through. So yeah, I, I am. Um, I have, you know, put on the um, backpack, and I'm now trudging through. The political jungle, I'm yeah. learning. Um, as I learn, you know, again, I, I, I get it. Like I said, I get the backlash from, you know, why do we do this? It's like, hey, I'm learning. I think you would be a great, do you, you like politics? It's, I'm slowly beginning to, <laughs> it, it is It is now becoming a, I guess you could say I'm, I'm maybe. I mean, I can see you getting recruited because <laughs> you come from both sides and you can see things pretty clearly. Yeah, and that, that's really it. That's that's it. it. It's seeing both sides. That I'd like to know. I like to understand both sides of the fence and understand both viewpoints before I make a yeah. judgment or make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes, like I said, what's said on one side is great. What's said on the other side is great. But how do I get the two to come together? So that it's great for everybody. Yeah. I think yeah. that you have a goal. Here's what here I'll leave you with this. The goal is on the board. Le- less crime, more economic development. How do you fix that? How do you accomplish that goal and then everything else will fall in place? By deterring crime, affording more opportunities for employment. And that means get making sure that we are compatible with other cities. St. Louis City Forestry Division yeah. should be in the same category with St. Louis County Forestry yeah. Division. Yeah. Our park ranges should be the same with the county park range. We should be mirrored. Honestly, we should be mirrored from pretty much St. Louis all the way to Kansas yeah. City. No one should be just so Amen. much greater. We should be mirrored. We yeah. should be equal. And we should go down to Nashville yeah. and just go hang out at the bars down there. Because I think... <laughs> It, we should look like yeah. Nashville too. I went, Nashville, I've been to Nashville. It's it was, nice. I stayed at the the big Grand Ole Opry once. Yeah. You know that was yeah. cool. But yeah. you know, I'm more, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm more of out of the country type of person. Okay, then we'll go to, to France. We'll go to France. What were you gonna say, Tabitha? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We, it'll, no, I'll no, save it for next time. No, it don't. Don't, don't get don't. flustered. No, no right now. Tabitha gets very flustered. No, on I, this well, show. I I would just like to ask she, a question. Is all, Eric? 
But now what what I'm curious about, you just said you would like to see everything local, like mirrored across across the state. I'm just curious what what that means, because and I'm asking you because I really just don't know how all of this works, because what you've explained to us about the state takeover is not how I envisioned it in my head, because it's really more about money and being able to recruit and do all the things we should have been doing already. Mm-hmm. But but the city chooses to use their money for other things, and then we'll right? let you get out of here. <laughs> and so, I'm, if if we if we solve crime by mirroring the city, the county, all the way across, like to Kansas City, isn't that more about money and funds than it is anything else? It it is somewhat, but then you got a balance. When you have a balance, then you're not seeing one area lower than the other or greater than the other. Again, like I said. When there's more opportunity to commit crime, you know, I've heard different um, elected officials say that a lot of our crime issues due to poverty. Okay, well, I grew up, I wasn't rich. I didn't have a whole lot. A lot of crime sometimes is decisions. You decide to do these things, you know, because, again, when you say, oh, it's poverty, then why did this individual who's low-income commit a crime, but this person who's low-income didn't, you know? So, but if we provided an equal amount of um, pay again so that we're looking at everyone being paid the same, it's marketable, it's just like with them raising um, the minimum wage so they can say, hey, now you can take care of your family. Now you can provide for your family. And what that is going to do is now you're, you filtered out those that just want to commit crime. Notice how I said want to commit crime. And now you can't say, oh, it's poverty. But if we're all working, there's jobs available because there's numerous jobs in the city of St. Louis. And our former director of, uh, of personnel, he failed to put the jobs out. I worked with them in job fairs, and it was like, wait a minute, where's all these jobs come from? You know, our city tow truck drivers, they're saying, hey, I know the supervisor down there. And he says, Donnie, I got, I sent three guys I know personally to fill out an application, and yet their application's not back. So there's processes that saying, why is these processes so slow? So by, again, Creating that balance, that overseer to say, hey, why haven't you done this? And holding them accountable right now, a lot of our, you know, um, we just don't have that overseer, should I say. Well, we, appre- sense. we appreciate it. Sergeant Donnell Walters, you've been fantastic. Thank you You're for welcome. the, I mean, that's that's a fast 50 minutes right there. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to ask That's George Soros how... if he'll give you some money like he did Kim Gardner. Oh. <laughs> That'll solve all the problems. Sergeant Donnell Walters with the Ethical Society of Police. Who knows? Uh, maybe someday you may uh, have a mayoral run. I think Eric was pretty much setting you up for yes. that. Yes. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't know. I think Eric Don't blow be, it off. I, I see him as my campaign manager. I, I, I see every, that happening. I'm your vice mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I see that happening. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in, my friend. Uh, we'll keep in touch with you. Just let us know. Uh, if there's anything else we need to talk about, all right? All righty. All right, you have a great day. Thanks right, for coming too. out to the studio. Uh, Donnie, Donnell Walters. Next uh, day, next time we're talking about Battle Hawks. I'm, there with you. I'm right, going. I'm going to that. <laughs>
<laughs> See you, man. <laughs> no, you two. Hey, Eric, Tabitha, you guys asked amazing questions. Well, I, I'm glad that he was able to come in because it, it clarified so much for me that I didn't understand. You know, in, in I know my questions were more serious than Eric's, but because the ethical society of police has been such a, a mystery to me for so many years. And there's been times when I wasn't really behind it. And, and having Donnell come in really explained a lot to me. And now I, I understand a little bit more about why they exist, maybe why they need to exist, Gosh. if that makes sense. You know, I, I really thought he was absolutely fantastic. Well, I'm going to tell you, if this does happen, and, and I have people on the inside telling me it will happen or it's a great shot of it happening. I have people on the inside telling me there's no way in hell it's going to happen because there's a couple state senators that will filibuster it. They will not let it work. I, I have no idea. But if it does go through, it will be painted nationwide by media, and we know what national media does, as some sort of racist takeover of the state of Missouri over St. Louis City Police. Why would it, it, why would it be racist? It, because it is white Republicans, white Republican governor, Where's white Rick? state senator goes in and takes over the poor little city of St. Louis. Let's call That's Nick. how national media will do it. Somebody's got Nick. I did. What, I already reached out to what'd him. What did he say? And we're waiting to hear back from him. Nick, just get but on the guess phone, what? Man. You're not that important. Nick, Let's call well, what right Nick now. could do for this is when you advance a story, Nick could advance it from the story of what it's going to take for it to happen. It, 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 okay, so here's the deal, Vic. And I was talking about this early, and this is what pisses me off, is all the cogs in the in the machine have to work. If Channel 2, 4, 5, and then our, our, our beautiful 2, 4, and 5 out of Kansas City, if you guys don't report, not you guys, but... If you guys don't report, this isn't racist. This is because the city of St. Louis is completely incompetent. And if you guys don't have that as the lead story, the, the headline in the teleprompter, that is a disservice to this community. It is a disservice to this community. And I don't care what Lester Holt says on the evening news or, or Rachel Maddow. The fact of the matter is if you don't live in St. Louis and you try to go down there with your four-year-old, three-year-old, and your grandma, you're, there's a good chance that your car is going to get broken into when you go to the aquarium. The city, Period. The, 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 I don't know about Fox 2. I don't recall which news station it was, but one of the lo local news stations did report on some of the problems Good. in the city. You know, they talked about how one weekend there were only two 911 operators for the entire weekend. Jeez, you know, they've crazy. they've talked about how you call 911 and either no one answers or it takes them 10 minutes to answer or you they answer and they hang up on you and you have to keep calling back. But, but my issue, and I think what, it, it's very upsetting to me and I'm sure that probably came through in me talking to Donaldson, uh, Donald, sorry, Donnell, is that I've lived in the city for years. My family has property in the city. It's very near and dear to my heart. I have so much family members that live in the city and the problems that they face and deal with. It, it, but the problem is, is that we have Tashara Jones, we have Kim Gardner, and we have other folks just like them. And they want to spend this Rams money on reparations. And no one is spending it on police or taking the care of the issues that matter. So what ends up happening, it falls back to the taxpayer, which is us who don't live in the city of St. Louis. We have to pay to recruit police for them because the city can't do it themselves. It's a story we're going to continue to cover. That is for sure. There's a lot with that. We'll continue. And it's something we'll get into tomorrow as we uh, get you set up for the rest of the week. Um, tomorrow at 9 a.m., can't miss show. We have rapper T-Dubbo on. T-W. T-Dubbo is from North St. Louis. He's going to come in and give a perspective that's opposite the police, that he says people who don't live in St. Louis <laughs> okay. don't understand, don't get. 
Eric said you wanted to talk to people that didn't sound like you, that didn't look like you, that didn't agree with you. Well, guess what? You, Tabitha, myself, Scotty, we're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to talk with him at 9 o'clock. We're going to get his perspective on what's happening. And this is a man who Obama invited to the White House. He was friends with former President Obama. And he's in the city, and he's trying to make a difference for what he feels. He, the keyword he feels, is being very, very, um, let's just say positive influence for kids. But we'll see. But that's tomorrow at 9. We've also uh, got word that we're going to talk with um, Chanel Rion. She's coming in Friday again from OAN. She's going to join us at 9 o'clock Friday. Lizzie, thank you for setting that up. She's got some massive stories that are happening. She'll give us the insight to that. She was a very popular guest when we had her on. So we just want to remind you, always go to canceltheshow.com. Once again, canceltheshow.com. You'll get all of our original content there. We're continuing to bring you the best guests that we can possibly bring in. Uh, If you miss an interview, go in there. If you like it, share the show. Go out, let people know what we have going on with that so that we can figure out everything we possibly can. Um, who knows? Maybe talk with Colonel Joe this week. We got a lot of things going on, that's for sure. Also, when you go to our website at canceltheshow.com, check out the sponsors and some of the products you might be able to buy. Not only does it help you out with some discounts, it helps the show out. You've got Wenty's Bar and Grill in Chesterfield. You've got Athena Car Protection. Remember, if you go to our website, you'll click on the Athena link, the logo. You'll get a uh, a discount for going there. Um, the car warranties are as good as any, if not better than any of the big name services you hear. Ben DeVerger, who joined us in the studio, says not only do we say it, we prove it on a daily basis. Uh, if you got any car questions, uh, you can also go to White Glove. We've got there. They're on the website as well. Aesthetica Med Spa. You name it, we got it. More people coming as well to the show. Is, and, of course, if it's realty, it is Kathy Helbig. Kathy Helbig Strick with real estate partners. We've got all of it going on there. Okay. With that being said, Scotty Gherkins here, Eric Johnson, Tab the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. As crazy, as crazy of a weekend as it was with lots going on, is it bizarre that all of a sudden we have unidentified objects? Huh. Tabitha's been all over this story all weekend long. Falling out of the sky, four, five, at last count, four have been shot down. I think it's on purpose because it's a super. Scotty and I were talking over the weekend. It's a, it's on Super Bowl, which is a holiday, and that's when it's happening. Are you kidding me? Is that by chance when nobody's paying attention? Well, you don't know what it is, right? And I'm on is the it, record. There's no way in hell they're aliens. They're Tabitha, not balloons. Are they balloons? Educate us, Tabitha. Tell us. Teach us. So, the, yeah, I I don't believe they're balloons. I you know. I was looking into this this weekend. I I mean, you have to be right on it because there's just so much going on. So there was a general, and I'm trying to backtrack to look up his name right now. It it was, let's see here. He is of the Northern Command, General Glenn Van Herc. He is the commander of the U.S. Northern Command in North America. He is the guy who is over, over the operations in the north of the United States. So that means he is over the command of the shootdown of the object in Alaska, in Canada, in Lake Huron. These are all in his regions, in his region. The only one that would not, of course, be South Carolina. South Carolina, we saw it with our own eyes. We know it's a balloon. But what was very interesting about Van Herc's comments 
is that he said, well, we're, there's a reason why we're not calling it a balloon because, and why we're calling it an object is because we, we don't know what it is. And somebody, a reporter asked him a question, could it be extraterrestrial? He said, well, we can't rule that out. <laughs> what we know right now is that it doesn't seem to have any propulsion. There we go. It, it, one object was shaped like a cylinder. One was shaped like an octagon. Yeah, is, and he true. said, is there a balloon? Is there a balloon inside the, the object that they're seeing that's the propulsion of it, I guess, that's moving it? Or is it controlled by something else? So they, the fact is, is they don't know what these objects are. And he clearly stated they do not know what they are. They have not yet recovered any of these objects. The mm. object, the object in Alaska, he's, and this was just an interview he did late last night. The object in Alaska was shot down over a frozen lake, a frozen body of water. And they're out looking for it right now. They have not recovered it. The object in Lake Huron went into the water. It has not yet been recovered. And he clearly said, we're calling this an object because we don't know what it is. It doesn't have propulsion that we can see. It doesn't have any obvious surveillance equipment that we can see, which, which leads me to believe that it's not alien, <laughs> uh, that it's probably, maybe it's part of the, remember how China originally said it was a civilian research project, the first balloon? Mm -hmm. What if these are all civilian research projects? What if, what if, and this is a very big what if, this part's only my opinion, what if these objects were created in China by civilians doing a research project and all of them look different? One of them looked like a, a big balloon that was the size of three buses. One of them looked like a metal cylinder that had a balloon in it to carry it across the country because they're all traveling on the similar path. And, and then the other one, let's say, was in a glass octagon. And in that octagon is a balloon carrying it. I mean, I, obviously, I'm just guessing, <laughs> I, I, it's too hard to Eric? believe that it would be extraterrestrial. <laughs> I already I said no aliens. Eric, they're not aliens because aliens are too intelligent. Yes. They would not let themselves be shot down. They would not let any of their stuff be shot down. Um, because if we believe in aliens, we have to believe that they have a higher intelligence than we do. Because Absolutely. They have been able to maneuver and operate without us really being able to do anything about it. Shock and awe of the balloons. <laughs> We're getting nailed with balloons. Um, Allegedly, no. China has them too, Eric. Well, yesterday, and other parts of the country. We're all yesterday was so weird because we had one, two, three, four of these alien objects over Canada and, and the United States, and and we're looking at these reports. But on the other screen, you have Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. It was like this. <laughs> oh my God! Alien invasion. Wait a minute. Who just scored? It was crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the 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 real story for me is. When is the incompetent boob in the White House going to come out like a, one of those alarm, you know, those clocks where the bird pops his head out of the, the door and say, guys, settle down. These were balloons. These were hot balloons. We don't know if they were surveillance, but when is that guy going to say, yeah, we just used an F-22 to take down a balloon. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're on it. When is that they'll, guy going to come out? At least say that. They'll have to make a statement today. You know, and I, I think the statement will be, very similar to the statement we heard last night from General Van Herc in that, hey, we're, we're still looking for the objects. We haven't found them yet. We don't know what they are. But, you know, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like they fought back. I don't think they're manned. I really just think it's like it's it's a drone well, you know or what? it's it, a balloon if, inside of something else. If anything, 
it gives those videos of the Tic Tacs flying through the air at, at Mach 20 or whatever it was. It gives that a little bit of, like, makes you raise your eyebrow, like, maybe this is a foreign country that has the ability to make these things go that fast. And maybe this isn't from another planet. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was one of the, that very piece of technology. Di- I, I think they're very different things. I think that the, the UFO sightings, I absolutely believe in extraterrestrials. I absolutely believe that other life forms exist. I, whenever we hear these people say, I saw a cylinder-shaped cigar-like object, or I saw the black rectangle, or I saw whatever different vehicle they're in, uh, traveling faster than the speed of light, or the astronomers astronomers in Ukraine saying, we see UFOs every day. I 100% believe those are UFOs. They're from Antarctica. And that they might be from Antarctica. <laughs> and, but that's why I believe that whatever these objects we're seeing right now I mean, for them to be disguised as UFOs, I mean, come on, how, is it a coincidence that one shaped like an octagon, one shaped like a black rectangle, one shaped like a, a, a metal cylinder, one allegedly from somebody on the ground was made out of glass and shattered it whenever they hit it. it, it but they're not, they're, like you said, Vic, there's no way they could be true extraterrestrials because they're not stupid enough to well, get here's shot Well, here's down. what you got to be worried about. Let's say this hot air balloon, 60,000 feet in the air. Maybe they were trying to figure out how to jam, uh, jam communications at Scott Air Force Base and all of our nuclear silos across the United States. These guys do have um, ultrasonic missiles now. They could take out every single one of our bases. And they don't even have to use, I mean, they could use tactical nukes, right? That's what we keep hearing. Well, what if Russia and China are colluding and say, we're going to put a balloon up, we're going to figure out how to jam these communications or whatever they're doing. And they say, okay, on next Tuesday, we launch missiles that they will not be able to fire, um, they will not be able to defend against, right? This is what worries me, is that these guys have a, a plan that brings all of these these tactile missiles over our borders and who take out our... Gu- in- who are these guys? China. Oh, okay. Uh, countries, Russia. Yeah. Because both these countries have demonstrated they could do ultrasonic missiles, correct? Well, they, and, and it's believed that they have nuclear mm-hmm. weapons, even if it's just yeah, a if they put suitcase a, nuclear weapon. And China has had exercises in the past where they carried missiles on these balloons. So and whenever we, when we see these objects coming into our country... It's not like they're just floating around aimlessly. They're going over military bases. Mm-hmm. In Montana, they were going our, over our largest uh, structure with nuclear weapons. So they're, I'm not going to say, I'm not saying they're harmless by any means. They could be. What if they're carrying an EMP? What if they're carrying bioweapons? Bioweapons is another one. There's a lot of things that these, these objects could be carrying. I don't think they're extraterrestrial. Yeah, how did that how did that boob in the White House figure out that they didn't have some kind of a disease on that balloon that was just kind of le- loitering and dropping over major metropolitan we areas? We don't know. Did you see that? How did that boob know that when it, when it was sawed over the Aleutian Islands? Did, how yeah. did that boob not uh, just knock that thing down and say, hey, China, here's your bioweapons project here again. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you're on notice. Every company that we have is coming out of China now. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this guy is the most... In- I'm not going to... It's a Monday. I'm going to try to be cool. No, gonna be, it's I'm not gonna be cool. cool. No, cool. it's Monday. Kick it in. I'm going to be cool. Because by Friday, we get that's, that way. That was my biggest problem. Hey, you let this thing just go 3,500 miles across the United States. And you took it out over North Carolina in the in the Atlantic Ocean, which, by the way, you still can't get all the pieces out. I mean, it's it to me, it's like just it shows. Hey, you want to see how incompetent we are as a country? Look, we're not. This isn't World War II anymore. We don't have all the answers. You guys are on your own. Sucks to be you, England and and Germany, and you know all of our allies. 
We we are in we are as incompetent as St. Louis is as far as preventing crime is what that shows me. You guys don't know what these balloons are coming over our borders. They know. They you have guys, an idea. I, I'm, I think you're right. I think NORAD could tell the generals, and the generals could tell the the White House what this stuff is. They, they, but they our most transparent video. president on the entire planet can't come out of his little cage and say, "Guys, settle down. We got these things. We know exactly what they are." As a matter of fact, here they are. I'm, 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 I'm picking one up right well, now. Well, they were supposed. He was supposed to be at the Super Bowl yesterday. Biden's plans were canceled you know why at he the wasn't? last minute. Because he wouldn't do an interview with Fox. And I'm sure that the reason why he's not there is because he's probably in a bunker somewhere because these objects that, you know, I, I believe General Van Herc when he says we don't know what they are. I don't think anyone thinks they're extraterrestrial, but he, he but that is a national security threat. Because just think, if they're carrying missiles or some other item or a bioweapon, we should be on high alert. But what we should be upset about is that our government is not telling us a darn thing. You took exactly the point I was going to make. Eric, you brought it up. You called him the boob, Joe Boob Biden. Mm -hmm. And where the hell is he? Where's I mean, where's the leadership? Um, <clears throat> I guess we should know that we're not going to have that kind of, quote, leadership when something like this happens. But it makes me wonder, okay, once again, why did this big story happen on Super Bowl Sunday when everybody's worried about their parties, or most people are worried about their parties. Yeah. There's once again, it's like the Friday news dump. Something's going on. Why it's happening? Why are we shooting things down on a Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday? And does it isn't weird that and United Joe Biden's nowhere, nowhere to be found? I think we shoot things down all the time. We just don't hear about mm. it, and that leads us to believe. Good point. Is it how much of a threat is it? Are, are they truly threats? It, were they truly intentionally flying over these military bases or did they just wander off course or, or are they even controlled at all? And, and B, is it just a media distraction? Because Hunter Biden laptop, you know, in the news, Epstein's list supposed to be revealed. I was just getting into that. Wait a minute. What? Not the whole list. The whole list is not supposed to be released. It's not. It's certain people. Um, oh, well, of course, the that? whole list won't be like, released. Like Come the, on. the line chef that was on the island, or the uh, people who make the beds, is going to be on the list. Who who knows? It's not going to be Bill Clinton. It's not going to be Bill Gates. I would imagine. No, we're not going to get those names. But no. I'm tr there were. I'll, I'll try to find it. Something's going on with the distractions happening on a Super Bowl Sunday, literally simultaneously to the event starting. Which is the biggest event of the year in this country. It is. It's the biggest TV watching event. The and the same Bowl. day we have an alien invasion. <clears throat> Scotty, was it an alien invasion for the win? Here we go. For the <laughs> Put it up. <laughs> Scott's been listening to no, all this. No, I don't. I, I actually think that if it was an alien invasion and we shot one of them down, we'd be seeing a whole bunch more <laughs> of them going, yeah, I think you guys have done effed up. <laughs> I think we'd be seeing hundreds of thousands of these things showing up going, all right, it's time. You guys, I, you yeah. guys are done. Yeah. Like, I agree completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like, you know, what was that old show that used to be on? War v? of the Worlds? Oh, well, V. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. V? Where, yeah. You know, it would. V. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, I don't know. I ain't buying it. I, it, go, it, I, I agree, agree with it. It's probably some kindergarten class in, in my, you know, in. <laughs> 
in Iowa. Science they, project. Yeah, science project. Yeah. They all launched and they just kind of went different ways and everyone's like I'm, freaking out. That's you know? exactly what I'm thinking. I think it was a Chinese <laughs> science project and these people built these yeah. surveillance uh, balloons. Maybe it was and, a wedding. And Maybe they it was a wedding things. and they had like the little uh, lanterns I mean, flying all over the place. It, it, it <laughs> probably is something like that. It is completely strange though because like you would never hear about the government shooting stuff like that down. Like this is kind of... Right. And I think it happens often. And why are they talking about it now? Yeah. Because one shaped like a cylinder, one shaped like an octagon, and one looks like a black. But wouldn't it be funny? So now we're playing shapes. Is yeah, you know, like exactly. It's <laughs> just maybe, square peg in a round exactly. hole kind of maybe thing. Maybe with <laughs> intention. Let's see if we can get an oval. What's over the, the what? <laughs> but what would the intention be? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's all meant to be a distraction. I'm not saying by our country. It, you know, we we think the original. We know the original balloon. You know, came from originated in China. So why would we think the other ones didn't originate okay, in fair China? Question. So the, I would think that they would have to. So what if somebody over in China is laughing themselves silly right now? Well, one's over like, Prudhoe Bay. That would be a long trip to go from China to over to well, Prudhoe Bay. Well, the big you just the big balloon, the the giant balloon we shot down, we know came from China because they admitted that it did. Yeah. Well, so it's po- it's don't possible. you think that the bigger story, and this is one thing that you didn't really maybe you did, I don't know. But the green lights over Hawaii. That makes total sense to me, actually. Really? The green lights over Hawaii make absolutely well, sense. Well, what is it? Well, hold on. I sent Scott a picture of these things when Scott gets a chance to pop it what up. What were the green this lights? This blew Vic? my light. Yeah, there, Scott put it up there. I'm glad you brought that up, Eric. Well, it's the same boat. To me, it feels like it's in the it's same sauce. It looks like a PRL yes. show. I believe. <laughs> Without the funnel. <laughs> <laughs> what, Tabitha, why I do think you think this con- is normal? I think it's all connected. But what is it? Well, it, Russia used something very similar to this in recently during the Ukraine invasion. Those lights are. And what I asked when when Russia did something, they had lights very similar to this, and they were very strange looking. They looked like laser beams coming down from space. They're definitely laser beams. And so what we found out. What the that, hell are those things? I told they are laser definitely. Beams from I, space. They're from but, space. Well, from a satellite, and what they can be used for is to, to detect low flying objects. That are small, like a drone, and so if we suspect that kind, these kind objects, of like a like a what like a like security a trigger field. where yeah. you see like exactly a, that. that's it a tripwire yeah. type thing, but it's yeah. a laser yeah. thing. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, like you would see in yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. protecting the bank heist. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because yeah. Russia, you Russia use these. Look at those things. inside of Russia to protect themselves. From unmanned drones, so it's a defensive posture in Hawaii, Russia. So, and it makes sense out in the Pacific. They they, they want to stop these objects before they come over U.S. territory. So it makes sense to me that they would have this force field in place. That's to, a force. So it's a force field. It's like field? a force field. Okay, now we're getting into Star I think Wars. It's, I think Heaven's having a concert, and we just caught some of the yeah. live show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jimi Hendrix <laughs> to this. <laughs> Joining him, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> we need and green lasers. Janis Chaplin on vocals. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the best. No, nothing funnier will be said all week. Oh we have pissed Tabitha off because she's dead serious. Over there. No, but I, no, I'm not serious. I, what she's saying makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think she's right. Know, yeah. I think she is right. But I didn't. So where's the lasers coming from? A satellite. One satellite? We have. You have to remember, we have <laughs> hundreds or thousands of satellites orbiting, Ooh, from and the, they all do different types of things. From the text line, the matrix is glitching. Well, totally. Said. It could That's be. That's binary code that we can finally see. So, Tabitha, when you when we look at that, can we pop that picture up again, really quick, Scott? Thank you, Tabitha. So you're thinking that 
if birds were to fly through there, they'd get burned up? No, no, no. Those it, are it's lasers? A, it's just a detection. Yeah, it would just it, like it, trigger it something like, hey, it, something flew through. And it wouldn't be as small yes. as a bird. But it, but no. It's an alarm. Russia did this, like I said, because I posted about it on my Facebook page, yeah. uh, I don't know, a month, two months ago, because I thought, what are all these weird lights in Russia? People were saying, what are all these crazy lights, you know, in, in different parts of Russia? And I found out that those were, they, it was a defense system coming down from a satellite, and it's beaming these lights down, and basically it detects, because you have to remember, our our current defense system, you know, our images that we see, like NORAD and so on, they don't pick up smaller uh, man-made Bizarre. type items. They don't. They don't. They don't pick up d- small drones that come through, or especially things that are flying at twenty thousand feet or below. So these types of shields, defense system, they do pick those objects up. So I think our government wants to wait, stop wait, wait, them wait, 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 before wait, wait, they wait, enter the U.S. Wait, as soon as we talk about this. Um, who, what is the independent? And it's some rag, right? The independent. I'm not familiar with okay. it. Okay. Chinese satellite fires green laser beams over Hawaii as tensions escalate over. Yeah, Spilai but they. Balloon. But then our government said, no, that's not true. These have nothing to do with China. That's pretty definitive. That headline, though, isn't it? Well, China also yeah, tried you, to blame us yes. for sending up our own balloons over our. Oh, they learned that stuff from the Taliban. You just accuse and deny and accuse others of doing what you're doing and. Then create the big cloud of doubt and muddy it up, and you don't know what's going to happen. And then Lizzie says, eight thousand two hundred sixty-one satellites are currently oh, around yes. the Earth today. Thousands of satellites up up in the skies. And and Eric, last night when I was researching these green lights, I came across these different articles that said, oh, it's a a satellite from satellite beams from China. It was this, it was that. None of those things were proven true. And so in our government is not coming out and saying this is our defense system. The only reason why I believe it's our defense system is because it's the exact same thing Russia uses. Their lights look exactly the same whenever they were trying to defend Russia from these drones coming over from Ukraine. So to me, if Russia did it and that's what their defense system looks like, we have to believe that we have the same type of defense system. Now, why we're not admitting to it, it shouldn't be a great mystery to us because our government is... They never tell us what's going on. In fact, they hide everything. They lie to us. It's uh, it could be also from a NASA satellite. That's a um, it's a device to calibrate instruments from space. They they launch and these. that could be. Well, that's what yeah. So, it but then would, but would would you believe that that it just happens to be a coincidence mm-hmm. that they're calibrating objects I don't from know. space on the same two days that we're seeing these objects? Coming through to me, it can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Things don't happen. I've got a feeling. I got a feeling we're behind all of this. That's a good possibility. We're behind the lights. We're behind shooting down whatever's been shot down, and putting that out there. Um, Joe Biden's quiet, dude. I don't. If I'm China, not that we would trust him anyway. Yeah, but he's I, quiet. Something on I the agree. Super Bowl, and then all these other things going on. I think we're behind it. If I'm China, I'm like, let these morons destroy themselves. Let's go get it. Let's go get some uh, General Sal's chicken while they're destroying what? themselves. <laughs> That's what I would. If I was, if I was Chi right now, I would be just like, man, the, there's nothing more we can do. They're destroying themselves. I could see the government doing that. The first balloon we know came from China. Yeah. I could see the government saying, hey, that really worked. Darn yeah. it, why didn't we think of that? You know, and then all of a sudden release their own balloons that just happen to look like UFOs. And now we're talking about damn balloons. I tell you what, the the, the good old days of uh, 
of uh, the of a of strong navy and strong army and strong air force. Those are those days seem to be over. But the one we're thing talking about balloons coming but, over the damn borders now. But the that's one great. thing that's been confirmed by General yeah. Van Van Herc is that these are not balloons. They don't look like balloons. He said the only way these are balloons is if a balloon is inside the structure we see, and we won't know till we recover them. He said they outwardly they do not look like balloons. He said now they may be may have a balloon inside. But they're not balloons. The Russian, the the uh, the Germans are like we could have taken out the United States with a bunch of Hindenburgs. Right. No. Well, just think about it. They <laughs> they they literally they could. They I literally so. could. Yeah. But and what's going to happen? The bigger question: What's going to happen if we find out that it was China that's behind this, or it was Russia? I don't think it was Russia, but let's say if it was China behind this, then what are we going to do? Are we going to see this as an escalate, escalation? No, this is nothing is will happen. No, this aggression? is diplomatic. This is the the beauty of it is it's all diplomatic. But you got to be a hard ass if you. But and the, so the so basically we're doomed in other words. But uh, you have to be a hard <laughs> ass and you have to say, hey guys, come here. Let's let's gather around over at the embassy real fast. Look what we found. Okay, here's the deal. Starting Monday, no United States corporation will be able to do business with inside your borders, and, and we will tax the hell out of our own companies that are working with you. Number two, um, you do this again, and we're going we're gonna to start to fire up a few of our own troops on your borders. So how you like that? You were putting a few aircraft carriers right outside of your house. That would happen if the previous president, Donald Trump, was in office. Exactly. It, it will not happen under the current administration. And, and it is what it is. I yeah. mean, we deal with what we deal with right now. Are we going to continue to see things shot down? But if the government wanted to make this a big deal, I'm still not sure why they did it on a Sunday on Super Bowl. It makes no sense You're to right. me. Um, yeah, these F-22 guys, you know what they call it? Target practice. Yeah, get a little workout. <laughs> a little workout. What am I doing here? I'm going to put a half and a million they, dollar missile right through this $42 balloon. But and, and that's the other thing, the, the cost of these missiles to take these objects down. But, but I understand why they're taking them down, but I personally don't think that, that the United States is doing this. I really don't. I, I think that it's probably China, and I'm not saying that it's, it's for a nefarious reason. I think it's probably part of some kind of research project like they originally said. But then China is known to pretend it's a research project when really they're looking at our military. We bases. don't send our research projects over the CCP. Boom. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. You know why? Because we are weak. Our our country is weak. Our government. No, why is would weak. we do our that? We were not weak. weak when we were flying blackbirds over Russia back in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Those pilots but were heroes. Things yeah. have changed a lot. China. China knows that the Biden regime is going to do nothing. If we sent these items over to China, guess what? We would be in a war right now. Look, the way I look at Biden is this. You're you're the pilot of an airplane. Here's another analogy for you, Vic. You're the pilot of an airplane. And unfortunately, you've lost both of your engines. And we are hoping... The, we're the passengers in the back of this plane. The president is the engines of this plane. They're gone. You're hoping that we have enough uh, um, momentum to get us to the runway for the next president. That's all I'm hoping for. I have no trust that this boob that's in the White House can do anything. None. He lies about everything. Everything is a damn lie to this guy. So I guess that's where I'm at right now is I can, I can talk ill of this guy for the next, what, 18 months, 24 months, but it won't change anything. He has no, there's no chance he's going to fix any of our problems. Zero. Well, it's another story that we're going to continue to follow as well. we got about 23 minutes left in today's show, today's podcast. Um, so for those watching the show, that would be 9.50 is when we're calling it a show today. we got some other topics to jump into real quick. 
guys have any issue with an African-American national anthem being played before... I have a big problem. ...before the Star Spangled Banner. That happened for the first time in Super Bowl history yesterday. Well, you you want to divide the country anymore? Go ahead. I I feel the same way. I mean, here's the thing. If our national anthem isn't good enough for everybody... Then you're going to play another one, which is only going to divide. It doesn't bring unity. It brings division, and it takes away from what is our national anthem, right? If I was an African-American, if, if I was an African-American that I was a patriot, if I was an African-American in this country, I'd be embarrassed, period. For me, eh. I, you know what? I'm into the entertainment field. I get it. The NFL has gone way out of their way to become woke. We get it. Um, I, I think it backfired on him a little bit because who was the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, who was the cornerback that got injured and he, he almost died? DeMar Hamlin. Thank you. That backfired because the entire country at that moment was black athlete, bring Jesus into the mix. It's a big prayer day for this guy and it worked. And now you're bringing in a divisive song. It's a divisive song. You sing one national anthem, period, discussion over. I think that the Jesus it was a complete contrast to what happened when with all the Jesus commercials yesterday, which were were outstanding, by the way. Which AOC ripped as well. You, screw her too, man. I'm I'm oh, done she with came her. Out, yeah, and says was against. It, it. was the most. It was. I, it's great. I, I don't. I know why the NFL did it, as Eric said. Um, at first, I was like, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over this, but I'm like, what are we doing with our country when we do this? Who got? I'd into, be embarrassed if I was African American. I'd be embarrassed. I have a feeling this gets back to Colin Kaepernick. I really do. And Roger Goodell, because Roger Goodell made an apology, pretty much made a public apology from the NFL to Colin Kaepernick. Which is ridiculous. Um, ridiculous. We don't. We have one anthem in this country, just one, and it re- represents all Americans. If you live in the United States, if you're an American citizen, then that anthem represents you. And if you don't like this anthem and you feel like you need to be represented by a different anthem, then you need to pack your bags and go back to wherever it is Dude, you belong. Tabitha will take you herself. I know she will. If I, if they <laughs> if they did the Swedish national anthem, I would be so embarrassed. Seriously. What, I would be so I'd be next? like, what are you damn doing? It, the words would have something to do with Ludfisk. What about the Latin fish. America national yeah. anthem? Where Hispanic, is the Latinx Hispanic version? <laughs> And before you so know it, true. this is that slippery slope that I talk about, too, uh, because consider once you allow one thing, you may go, oh, well, you know, it's all right for right now. Five years later, you've got six songs playing and you don't even remember what the national anthem is. You forgot about patriotism. You forgot about America well, what do you think in regards to, to how do? America became America. And that's exactly what's happening. When- and it all starts with. Oh, well, we want to, well, you know, we're just going to, no, we're going to cater to one group and, oh, I I would love to to hear the uh, Scottish national anthem as performed (laughs) by Scotty Gherkin. Well, you know what? It it doesn't stop people from watching it. On the bagpipes. (laughs) That'd be Irish. (laughs) No, I guess that's Scotty. From from the text line, Aaron said that Carrie Lake, uh, who ran for governor of Arizona, and there's a lot of questions, still questions about Maricopa County and how that. And Eric, you don't have to watch 2000 Mules to know that something wrong happened there. It was bad. It was wrong. It, it looks damn right evil what happened to her. She was there. She sat during the mm-hmm. whatever you want. I don't even want to call it an anthem. Or it's it, not. It's, it's this African-American song that was played before our American national anthem 
So she sat for it, and, and she's entitled to do that um, since it's not truly our country's national anthem. No, there's, anthem. there's one song that has protocol behind it. It's called the, it's the National Anthem. You stand up, you take your head off, you put your hand on your heart, you stand respectfully, and you sing the last two bars together as a, as a stadium. That's how it works. And then you cheer, and then the, the missing man or, uh, formation flies over your head, and you get chills, and then you sit down, and you go, oh, my God, I'm an American. That, that, it was a beautiful song. She did a really good job singing it. But I it's thought. not an anthem. I'm not. I'm it, not saying it is. I'm just. I'm just. I'm. I'm parsing the two out. No, because they're calling it. They called it and referred to it as a black national anthem. Correct. It, it, what they could have done is said, "Hey, we have this lovely singer who has a beautiful voice, and she's going to sing this beautiful song." And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we have one portion of our country saying we need our own anthem because the the national anthem for our country doesn't represent them, our national anthem is racist, you know what? It, it, this is never going to end because you know why? Because people well, then it's continue it's to Goodell's watch it's the football game. Then that shows you but right there. But a small amount of people, Eric, are making those decisions. And I promise you, if you surveyed, African Americans across this country under fifty percent don't even know the word. I think Goodell's more capitulating. They know our national anthem. I think Goodell is more capitulating, and the uh, commissioner for the NBA is more in in um, globalism mode because he wants China to have the NBA as much as possible. So it's two totally different things. I think that it's hard to get football teams overseas, but I think NBA could actually be one of those things that does go overseas and becomes. But I just you see Goodell. He's he's a complete Democrat. He's capitulating to the Black Lives Matter thing. He has he it is. on the uniforms. He has yeah. it the, into the stadiums. It would be lovely. I think that it backfired when they had when Jesus was really the star yesterday. I really do. I think that that paid a lot of dividends. It could have. I do. I think that man is like people. But as Aaron want, said, okay, go ahead. What Aaron, Aaron said, yeah, he's like, so we're black folks now a separate country. Sounds like and that's what I'm sounds saying. like insurrection. It sounds like they're trying, and if you support these groups, trying to divide this country even further. But you did support them. You watched the Super Bowl. That's and I'm because about it's not you specifically. I'm just talking about people in general. Watch the Super Bowl. You know what happens when you don't like something? You turn it off. You no. know, that's how you fight Wrong. back. Because guess what? If nobody's watching the Super Bowl, they're not going to get all this advertising money. They're not going to have all of these funds coming in. And then guess what? Maybe they'll wake up and say, hey, America, the majority of America, is going to turn us off if, if, yeah. we, if we continue this division. But people continue to watch it. But part of what you say is right and part is wrong because it's part of who we are. You don't throw the baby with the bathwater out, unfortunately. You can you come back to out, it after you, call you make out, a point. You call out the bad They don't care if you call good. out a bad. As long as they're still bringing in millions of dollars in advertising because they still have one of the most watched events in, enti- in the entire year, they're going to continue to divide the country. There's a reason why it's the highest rated event in America and will continue to be the highest rated event. I well, I'll it. tell you what, the NFL does a much better Ever. job Ever walking year. that tightrope of wokeism than a company like Disney. Disney just goes all out. But even but, what, but, but, but the said. NFL can kind of mask it over a little bit. They're they're woke, but they you you kind of go, "All right, that was interesting." The Black NFL, National Anthem. Come on, that's one of the most divisive groups in the entire country. Oh, you know, every is, game, ish. every game, all of these players take a knee. To our American flag, I to the national mm. anthem, it, and we allow it, and people but it's continue about capitalism. No, there's to not, watch it. No, th- here's the thing, though, Tabitha. It is bet- Robert said it. Betting is the glue. So many people watched it, and it became so popular because of betting. Absolutely, so. Which for 
in a lot of states so, is capitalism. Then I don't want to hear and anyone. You support capitalism. I don't want to hear anyone crying and whining over the Black National Anthem and all of the division that's taking place if they're going to continue to watch the Super Bowl. If you're going to continue to watch Man, how would you like to be complain. invited over to, to Tabitha's Super Bowl party? She'd kick everybody out She'll of never before have the game. One. Okay, Black National Anthem, everybody out. We're not Tabitha, watching this thing. Tabitha wouldn't even know what channel it's on, yeah. and that's fine. My mom happened to be at my house yesterday. I cooked dinner <laughs> We're for watching everyone. watching she wrote. She happened to turn the Super Bowl on. <laughs> and as soon as she went in the other room, I turned the channel. Because, no, I don't want to watch oh it. God. I don't want it in my house. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. Because you know what? I do not support the NFL, and I refuse to watch their games. I will not do it. Is, am I getting this wrong? But our liberal, our our um, our Facebook liberal is siding with Tabitha Hassel. Well, this? just on the fact that people are still watching it, and if you call it out, but at the same point in time, keep in mind, as you brought up Eric so eloquently, the Jesus ads quote he gets us. Um, if it's not for the Super Bowl, those ads don't get played either. And for the first time, they actually did two ads that didn't have just one color race being, quote, offended. It was everybody, all races, going after each other and reminding, hey, we may hate others, but Jesus loved everybody too. The only problem with those ads, Jesus did not allow everything. He did not. Those ads can sometimes go, hey, do whatever you want, accept everybody. But Jesus accepted everybody. No, he didn't. There's a reason why he was murdered. That's a whole nother deep dive. But still, his name was put out over Super Bowls. So that gives you a chance to do that in front of the biggest audience as well. So that's the flip side of what the NFL does as well. Eric, great point. I just, I just, every time I, I saw it, I got chills. Um, it was a, it was a year of absolutely garbage Super Bowl commercials. I know you guys all agree with me. I know you guys all agree with me. Was there any other than Jesus what? had? There was yes, nothing. Yes. No, you're yes, wrong. I did. There were, oh, okay, right which, out one? Of the gate. which one? The Ben Affleck ad, the first commercial, was one of the best ones I've seen in years. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. He's sitting at a Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, like actual yeah, reality but that's TV. that's old school type of And then uh, J-Lo stuff. shows. I, it worked. It worked for yeah, me. That's old school, the return but it's cool. It's the cool. return of E-Trade Babies. I, we needed a break from it. We got it. Yeah, that was school, pretty old school. I, I, I liked that as well, man. It was yeah. really, really good. And you liked the halftime show. Uh, no, I just didn't. No, here's the thing. I'm not saying I liked it and I didn't dislike it. I was just like, oh, I never have expectations for the halftime show. I do. They don't sing. It's lip synced. And you know that. And, you know, here, here the positive <laughs> for me was it was something different because there were moving platforms. And it sucked. And Period. Rihanna sucked. was up Come and all on. over the place. But the dancing, I was yeah, like, yeah. Eh. They was were wearing puffin outfits. Yeah. They looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> they looked absolutely They were. They were puffin outfits. Ridiculous. They, puffin they looked outfits. stupid. Here, because here, she's pregnant. Okay, what else are you going to do? She's pregnant. You know what? You can wear something tasteful, oh. even if you're pregnant. Yeah. And you know what? All of the dancers, what did she have? I don't know how many hundreds like of dancers of she had. Uh, they could have worn like normal clothes. They didn't Scotty. have to look like the Goodyear marshmallow. Scotty, guy. Me and Scotty are professionals. We'll talk amongst ourselves for a second. Who would you? <laughs> who would you? Who would you book in the Super Bowl right now? If you had, if they it was like Scotty, you guys did an amazing job at Diamond the other night. We need your input here. Who would you hire for next year's Super Bowl? Go. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Yep. Uh, 
Metallica would be one. Would be a great. He's already. Band he's, that's he's, been. He's nailed Metallica it. Would I'm done. Be chosen because they're not a mass appeal. Band. Oh my God, you're high but, as but, a kite. Yeah, but they're they not, are. They sell out they're stadiums they all over the world. I they're, bet the majority of they people sell out would have watched stadium. Them. They yeah. sell out more tickets Let than Bruno something. Mars. The African American community. Who that, cares? That's the problem. But that's is, the problem. That is exactly where you're. What is wrong with you? The Latino community. Are what are you talking about, Eric? I'm telling you oh what is God. going on in these board meetings, and the what you African American community would love Metallica. No, they would, not. and the Latinos would love Metallica. These are. Did these, you look in the stands during the Super Bowl? I didn't see a whole lot of African Americans in the stands. I think Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters <laughs> could be another one with their new drummer. Foo Fighters Maybe. could be a good one. Foo Fighters. Foo yeah. Fighters have more appeal than the other ones. They How have more. Sammy Hagar. Yes, Cabo Wabo. I like I know, it. Man. Yes. Well, the, problem, the problem is people 40 and under are clueless about Sammy Hagar. Metallica is a staple On worldwide. On scale. Metallica is a staple worldwide since 1985. How about Why? Nickelback? I, I a certain audience. It. How about Nickelback? About Nickelback <laughs> has a better shot than Metallica. I promise you that. Nickelback? Which is still slim and none. I think you too. Next year it's going to be Lizzo. Oh, Jesus. Okay, but so why is the Super Bowl? I want to know, and this is a serious question, because I know nothing about sports. Okay. Why does the Super Bowl target, why are they marketing to the African-American community when the majority of people who are at the Super Bowl, the majority of people watching the Super Bowl are white? But who said that they're targeting to the African-American community? Well, it's obvious they are. They played the Black National Anthem. They have a a show like Rihanna, who you just said they wouldn't have. And I have no problem with Rihanna. No, but Rihanna appeals to to everyone. Yeah, she's across the board. I don't have any problem with with Rihanna herself. With many hits. My point is that why wouldn't somebody like Metallica play? Because I can bet you that there's probably more people in that audience who relate to Metallica than what relate to well, Rihanna. Well, I think that the most... Not nationally. The no be- no. I think that Super Bowl people have to start looking at it like this. We raised the bar with Prince. We raised the bar with, with uh, Michael Jackson, because he was like... we. As a matter of fact, the first halftime show, I believe, was the boy bands, was uh, New Kids on the Block. Is that right? Or it was like Backstreet Boys or something like that. And that was that was the first year they started doing it. Every year before that, Vic was marching bands. It was like they would bring in marching Jeez. bands all over the country, and then they wouldn't even show it. And who and was all, who was your guys' favorite? Uh, Prince. Prince. When, when when Prince started doing Purple Rain, and it was raining, and I was like, "Oh my God, chills for days!" Right, right, right. <laughs> and that, was, that was a, a great one. The combo shows for me, and this is the only shot Metallica would have in this day and age of being quote Here brought back from the dead in regards to playing back one of these the shows, dead. is they would have to be in addition to other groups because they just don't oh, they have can't the mass. The they don't themselves? have, as much as us three love Metallica, they don't have the mass appeal over all of the audiences that the Super Bowl is trying to they, reach. They, I, don't, I don't get it. I really, I, you know what? I, I have been to a bazillion tailgates as much as I don't like football. A bazillion tailgates. And I can guarantee you, the people I see at tailgates, and I know this is just a small part of the group, the people you see at tailgates are the last people who want to hear the black anthem, the last people who want to see the division, the last people who want to see these people out dancing around yeah. and puffing We're talking outfits. About tel- no, but the audience is national. It's not just I, who's at the game. And I get that, but the main yeah, people Super who Bowls. support and go to these games, you know, when you go to, or, or I've been to NFL games. I, I'm not, I, I didn't like it, but I went to them. <laughs> And I've been to the tailgates. I went to an asparagus like restaurant. I didn't like it, but, but I was there. I, <laughs> two, maybe 
maybe 2%, I always call it the 2% rule, maybe 2% of the folks at these games would have been the people who support a black national anthem, who would support all of this segregation that's taking place and the division that's taking place. I think that the NFL is doing what so many other people in our government are doing, is that instead of catering to the majority, they're catering to the 2% there's a reason for of that. the folks out there. Yeah, no, you're right. And there's a reason for that. And you know why the reason is? Because if you already have one base that's solid and loves football and loves watching football and is already hooked, then you try to go to other bases that your research shows you that you need to go after and try to help with and or the advertising dollars. So they're that's trying to get more about. black people to watch football. Is yeah. that what you're saying? And 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 women, because the Super Bowl here, keep in mind, this is just this is the Super Bowl. So you also want to have the the value during the halftime that can draw maybe some people in that aren't football massive fans for the parties. You gotta have it. And that's why they do what they do because it's entertainment. It's I, sports and, entertainment right. and it's Music entertainment. I get what you're saying, but I do not yeah, subscribe look, to that. I will yeah. never watch it. I want no part of it. No part of it whatsoever. I mean, how how None. pissed are you if you're a Chinese person in the country? <laughs> you're like, man, where's my Chinese national anthem? Because they're laughing. Because they're, you're right. They're they're, they're, they're like, starting businesses and making money. They're buying farmland. I know. It's they're, it's they're it's dominating the math again, contest. I, I, and that's I, I, not I know we're being funny being here. We're being funny serious. here. We're being funny here. Because and my it's, son has it's competed. And some of those tests, and it's like, what? It's sad, Vic. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's sad that Tabitha's getting pissed off about it. It's sad that there's a black national anthem before the real national anthem. It's it's sad that there's probably, if you are an African-American, you're embarrassed about this. I'm serious about that. I'm not kidding. I think that if if I'm an American citizen, I'm like, man, can you get that out of my way? I'm literally, my my granddad was in the war. My yes. my dad was in, in service. I don't need to hear the black national anthem. I need to hear, I need to hear the stars and stripes, and I need the missing man formation overhead. That's what I need. So get this garbage out of my face. And this was just the NFL capitulating to a group, by the way, of which, you know, if you're from St. Louis, Missouri, and you are living downtown St. Louis, you can't even afford a Super Bowl ticket. So, I, I mean, if you really want to make it about African Americans. Uh, you can't afford a Super Bowl ticket living in St. Louis County or St. Charles County. Era. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. very difficult. Uh, there is positive news from yesterday, though. How about the first ever female flyover team? All awesome. females. Fantastic. Which I thought was freaking really, really cool. Yep. Next year will be all transgender. Oh, my God. You just ruined it. Oh my God! <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong just because you're make just joking about yeah. it. The first, you know, because States I know how trans- you feel about gender- transgenders, fighter jets. Getting- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! In the red plane. Oh my God! <laughs> Sylvia in oh. the yellow plane. Dexter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Eric. It's just ridiculous. We, uh, you know what? Again, with the with the all female team, that's fine, and I and I I love it, and I I love it, love it, love it, love it. I I think when you get into the military, you're you just become a a person who has the ability to do the job. I don't think we need to say all female team. Yeah, do well, you? we shouldn't, but we do. Well. Next year, it'll probably be a UFO flyover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was yesterday. Our patrons from another yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Jetsons theme song starts. <laughs> who, was, who was the Ruh-roh. man in the female, the woman's suit and the woman's blouse? I sent you guys a photo. I'm sorry. He was being interviewed. A, a, a larger black man who was in a no, woman's I saw suit it. and I a woman's write- blouse. 
Okay, time out. I did. I thought you. Okay, here we go. But what you put, we we can't talk about this when we don't show the picture because the listening audience. Well, I am sure most people have seen that photo. No, they haven't. It has been circulating no. widely across the internet. It was a. a we got about, we've got, we've got like two and a half minutes here. I'll, I didn't see it. Let me tell. Just I'll ask. get the picture to Al or to Scott to see if he can pop it up. I did not. Okay, Todd said Alex. he was a defensive lineman for the Eagles. Yes. Okay, what about it now? It was on media day. It was a man, a big, you know, muscular mm. man, but he was wearing a woman's suit okay. and a blouse. Scott, I just it. sent it to you. If you have time before we close out here in about two minutes, that's fine. If, but, no, but Scott, there's no big deal. If you can do it, great. If not. Yeah, if not, anyone can go out there and look it up themselves. A lot of people have already listen, seen it because they're commenting about it. I have no problem there. with what the guy wore because everybody who is some sort of fashion consultant is trying to make a name for themselves and if you have an opportunity to work with athletes who are trying to get noticed and show their designs you can talk an athlete into a lot of things do you know what you look can. at harry styles he wears dresses <laughs> you know, all the time. i was thinking we could do is like we could like uh auction off a prize with one of our uh, listeners that gets access to our uh text line and to see what we talk about behind the scenes. I said, but then as soon as I thought about it, you would literally have to be on Prozac just to, to stop from going into complete depression because some of the stuff that we get texted back and forth to each other is so like, oh my God, the world is coming to an end. Aaron like this thing, line. this thing that Tabitha sent yesterday about the the sun falling apart or Here's something the like that. Real quick, <laughs> I was like, is it's this true? true? It is true. Scott, thank you. Is There's this the true? There's the picture. Before we get out of here, what is, what what is this? And this guy, I don't care if the guy's gay or transgendered, or it, it really He's makes no difference to me. That is that is not even anything. But he is wearing a female, a woman's suit, a woman's suit. Is it though? Yes, it's Who, a blouse. I think his shirt and it's is a more of a blouse jacket. than the jacket. Is the jacket just kind has of a, a side buckle. What man wears a jacket like that? P- people who are being fashion forward. That do you can? Would you wear that? I wouldn't. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. <sighs> he we does look to, like no, he it, looks it like Kamala Harris from the neck down. It is a problem that. because our government wants us all to be androgynous, and that's why they're having these fashion styles. They want everybody to look the same. It is a problem. Guys, we love you. Thanks for joining us today for canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. Don't go anywhere. Eric wanted it. Tabitha wanted it. We've got it tomorrow. Rapper T Double in studio. Oh, fireworks gonna be flying. Can't wait for that. Scotty Gurkin, Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle, I'm Vic Faust. Thanks for watching. Go to canceltheshow.com for all of our original content.